This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovee and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Well, another tough one for the Buffalo Bills. They fall 24-18 to to the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night football. They are now 5-4 on the season. Here's the turnaround podcast and show, and it's always game day in Buffalo. Matt Bove joining me in his car as he's driving back from Cincinnati, Ohio. So, Matt, be very careful while you talk to me here, and we give uh, the fans our analysis of this game. It was a, a late night. I'm glad you were able to not have to drive through the night, but in the meantime, um, we got a lot to discuss on this podcast. We'll do it short and quick and give our reaction to this thing, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean – I'm sorry if I cut out for a second. I guess I am somewhere on the thruway in Ohio. I don't even know really what it's called. I think they call it the turnpike. Is that what they call it? I don't know. But regardless, I'm driving back now, and it was a sloppy game, and there were way too many mistakes, and the better team won. And yesterday, the better team was the Bengals, and Cincinnati looks like they were guns a-blazing out of the gate, and then so did the Bills. And then after that, it took the Bengals a little bit longer to cool off. I mean, they had 21 points in the first half. The Bills got nothing going after that first drive offensively. And I think the thing that's probably so frustrating if you're a Bills fan today, tomorrow, whenever it is you look back at this game, it was a winnable game. They scored 24 points. If you knew the Bengals were going to score 24 points, I think you'd feel pretty confident that the Bills would be able to go in there and get it done. And after the first drive, you would say, how the heck are they not going to score 24 points? They might score 40 points, but just honestly – The offense has stunk for the last month and a half, not month and a half, five games. For the last five games, they've had one good game mixed in. That was 24 points against the Bucs, so hardly world beaters, especially when you look at what Houston did to them yesterday. And then all of the other games have been just very lackluster. This offense is having an identity crisis. They are not producing, and it really makes me wonder what is going to happen or if there's going to be changes made. All right, there's a lot there. Let's start with the mac- the micro, and then we'll get into the macro of the things that you talked about. 
He's Matt Bove. I'm Sal Capaccio. Welcome into It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Mike Robbie doing a great job producing on this early Monday morning, trying to bring this to you in our analysis and reaction. Last night, the Bills lose to the Cincinnati Bengals 24-18. They dropped to 5-4 and four in the season. You said it. They both started off on fire. Like This was not the typical slow start we've seen from the Bills offense. They went right down the field. They scored. It was like an 85-yard drive, I think, on the opening drive. After that, Matt, though, they couldn't do anything offensively. And until the like late in the half when they had – we could talk about the officiating, a chance maybe for a field goal. They didn't get that, but they didn't do much there. The defense, though, however, had a very slow start. The defense allowed two drives right away. I did the math, 20 plays, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. They were playing catch-up all day after that. They did a nice job of adjusting, even with some injuries, but the offense had a really nice start to the game. What happened to the offense after that start, from your perspective? I think they put themselves into some unfavorable positions which didn't allow them to go, I guess, as high tempo as they wanted. Now, I think that's also a little bit of nonsense. I think you could probably manufacture it and do it anywhere. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the first drive, they move the field, move down the field really well, and they score the touchdown. And then the next one, they stall out after a couple plays. I, it just didn't feel like, I don't know, that even after the second one where they did not score or move the ball, I did not feel like, okay, this offense is not going to have it today. I thought it was just like, okay, some nice plays by the defense, whatever. You made a mistake. You'll figure it out. And then, obviously, you have the interception after that. And then you have all of the other downs. I I don't know. They were trying to run the ball a little bit, and it very clearly was not working. And I think that put them in second and long, third and long a couple times more than they should have. I mean, after that, though – there's not really anything blatant. I mean, you look at a couple different plays. There's the one deep to Gabe Davis in the end zone where his face gets pulled. And, yeah, it's probably a penalty, but also, like, you don't have a better play than that. Why is that your play? So it it just looked like, honestly, Mm -hmm. I feel like the offense, and they won't say this, but I feel like they're having a hard time finding people they trust. And that is why Diggs is so used. And that is also why Kincaid has been so used the last couple weeks. Because I think they know that he can make the plays. After that, Gabe Davis is such a shot in the dark. Some weeks he looks great. Some weeks he's non-existent. He didn't have a catch yesterday. But, uh, yeah, I think, they're tr- I think they're having trouble finding production from different places. I think it's just literally one or two guys. Right. So, first drive of the game, seven plays, 85 yards. The next three drives, eight plays, zero yards. One yard, zero yards, negative one yard. And then even at the end of the half, five plays, 37 yards. So 85 yards in the first drive, 37 the entire rest of the half. That is unacceptable. You can't have that. Part of it was exactly what you said, which is, you know, mistakes here, mistakes there. But they could not run the ball, Matt. They had eight rushes from their running backs. Now, part of that is game script. The, you know, they're playing catch up a little bit. You're down pretty much two scores most of the game. So, you know, you're going to have to, but you still, it's still a game. It's not like that you're completely out of it, but they couldn't run the ball at all. That allowed the um, Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals basically made the Bills one dimensional. The Bengals then tee off a little bit on the pass rush. I didn't think the pass protection was all that great. But even when, this goes to your point, even when Josh Allen had time, there were guys not open, whatever was happening, even Sean McDermott alluded to it. In the press conference afterwards, you asked him a question about Diggs and Dalton Kincaid, what you just talked about. And his answer to you, Matt, was simp- was was kind of telling. He he mentioned yeah. maybe guys just aren't getting open down the field. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that if you look at the film and you look at kind of like each play, 
I think there's a lot to be taken from that. But I also think sometimes that does not tell you the entire story when you'll be able to find a screen grab and say, like, look who is open on this play. There's so much more that goes into it than just a random guy open. Now, that's a little different with checkdowns, right? Like on the Josh Allen interception, it looked like he could have just checked it to James Cook, who would have probably picked up a first down instead of trying to force a ball down the field. With Josh Allen, you're going to always have to live and die by the mistakes. But it felt like from just watching the game, I have not rewatched the game or any of that stuff yet. This is still very fresh. But it felt from like watching the game in the press box, when they were stalling out, they did not have options. They were leaning the feet, you know, they were like just kind of weighing towards Diggs, making sure that he was taken care of. And then after that, it was let's find Kincaid. And if he's not available, then crap, I don't exactly know where else I'm going to go because it felt like everywhere else was a little bit forced. So I think there is some of that. I think some of those guys just were not open. And then you just need to – and I think that's also part of the reason why they're so flat. And then when they go up tempo and when they need to score, they are able to because then Josh is running. He's making plays. Yeah. And teams play you differently when you start to do that. And that's always why I've said – like, I don't think this offense has reached its ceiling or even close to it because I think that happens when Josh is doing that. But they are very clearly trying to limit that to lengthen his career, which is an entirely different conversation. But, yeah, I, I think guys are getting – Having a little your, – your connection came in and out a little bit there, so I'll just move over to the defense and talk about that. But let's do that. We'll um, switch to the other side of the ball because there were problems there as well early on and then – as the game went on, of course, some injury concerns on the defensive side coming out of this one, too. 